0: I'm Victoria, a Catholic wedding photographer. And I'm Jo, a Catholic wedding videographer and photographer. And we're Catholic wedding professionals who love working with brides on this journey toward marriage.
1: As married women ourselves, we totally remember all that goes into preparing for the wedding day.
0: All the stresses and obstacles, and we're here to help you through it all.
1: In this podcast, we'll cover topics like planning out a timeline, Catholic wedding traditions, and more.
0: Our hope is that you'll find this podcast helpful in both your wedding planning and marriage preparation.
1: Know that we are praying for you and your fiancé as you plan and prepare. Welcome
0: Welcome to to The Catholic Catholic Wedding Wedding Podcast. Hello and welcome back to The Catholic Wedding Podcast. I am joined here today with my dear friend, Joe, as always. Say hello. hello. She just came back from New Zealand, so I think that was a New Zealand accent. Maybe Australian. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it was probably a little more Australian. Yeah. The
1: Kiwis the Kiwis definitely have a different accent than the Australians, though. But
0: Gotcha. Okay. And then we are joined with our new friend, Mari, who we are so excited to have on the podcast and chat all about making your house into a home. So, Mari, thank you so much for being here on the podcast. Could you please introduce yourself for our guests?
2: Yes. Thanks so much for having me on. This is a topic that I'm super passionate about. So I'm super excited to jump into all the things today. But for those of you that don't know me, my name is Mari Wagner. Um, I'm a wife, Catholic content creator, founder of the popular Catholic lifestyle brand, West Coast Catholic. Um, I do a lot of my work on Instagram. So if you're on there, you can find me at West Coast Catholic. And pretty much on there, I help women live Christ-centered lives. So I share about how to have a God-centered marriage, clean living, holistic homemaking, and practical ways to
1: grow in your faith.
0: I love that so much.
1: Yeah everything amazing, everything that you just said.
0: (laughs) I'm sure like all of our listeners can resonate with that too. And if you guys don't already know Mari, like she's like a celebrity of the Instagram Catholic (laughs) world. So I feel like I'm meeting a celebrity right now. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh, I appreciate you guys. Yeah, we're super excited to have you. So like, as I mentioned before, we're going to dive into kind of how to make your house into a home. So this is kind of one of those things that are like really exciting as you're preparing for your wedding day and for marriage, but it's like kind of daunting because You're already planning for your wedding day. You're already preparing for the sacrament. There's like so much that's going into like this season in your life right now. Um, But this is kind of one of those like fun things that you can kind of start like daydreaming about and kind of like really looking forward to within married life, which I think is something that's really important, especially because like wedding planning can kind of get overwhelming and all consuming at times. So this is like one of those fun things that you can really start like looking forward to like actually married life together, which is super fun.
1: I think it's also like such a transitional period, right? Because maybe you've been living with your parents or you've been living in an apartment or maybe a house with a bunch of other girls. And now all of a sudden you have to like manage your own home, which sounds so kind of Victorian, but like what is What does that realistically look like and, and how are you going to want to do it? So Mari, can you just share with us what making your house into a home mean? What does that mean? What does it entail? Yeah. Yeah.
2: First of all, before I jump into that, I just want to say that the way you said that was just like so spot on because it's it's almost like fantasized and like dreamed about of like, Oh my gosh, like you get to have your own home, but it is, it is a lot of work. So it is a, it is a transition when you go from living by yourself to yeah. Running your own home. Um, so appreciate you being honest there, but yeah, I mean, in my mind, like a house is, is like a structure, you know, it's a building. It's something that is built. It has like four walls and a roof and that's what a house is, but a home home is like a sacred space, right where family dwells, um, where we grow, where you welcome people into your home, you grow in friendship and community where you're gathering around the table or making meals and there's so much that happens within a home so much more than what happens within a house because usually in a home there's family or community that dwells and with that there's love and growth and hurt and frustration and and prayer. So yeah, like making your house into a home is the process really of creating this sacred space and really making it your own so that your family or your friends or those that you welcome into those four walls can really flourish in it.
0: I love that so much. I think that's so beautiful. And it's kind of like a physical representation of like, you and your husband, like becoming one and becoming a family on your wedding day, this is like a physical representation of like what that looks like, because it's, it's not like your home as in the home you grew up with. It's your home, like you and your husband's home, which is like so beautiful. Cause you're taking two different, you know, two different people, creating them in like as a family, bringing in all these different traditions, creating your own traditions. And yeah, it's just, it's a really beautiful thing. Hmm. I love that. Um, so kind of, um, a lot of our listeners are engaged right now. So like when thinking of this kind of like during engagement, what are some like things that a like soon to be wife can do to kind of get a jumpstart on like making your house into a home? Is there other things like they can put on their registry, like that kind of stuff? Sure. Yeah.
2: I think, um, there's like two main things that I feel like I would love engaged ladies to know. And before I say those, um know that engagement, like you were saying before, um, Victoria is that there's a lot going on, you know, like you're in the midst of planning a wedding. You're in the midst of sacramental preparation. You're in the midst of like mentally, emotionally, physically preparing for all these changes that are going to happen. And so it can feel overwhelming at first to be like, well, I have to prepare for my life after the wedding too. Like the, (laughs) like the day after, you know? So I just want to say like, take this all with a grain of salt and don't overwhelm yourself with like figuring out like what your house is going to look like and, and how you're going to welcome people in and all that. So, so my advice is really two practical things that you can start doing today. That's not necessarily going to add more like overwhelming tasks to your plate. So the first one is learning to, to care for the space that you're in now. And the second is building up a daily prayer life. Now, the first one, um, might seem really practical and really simple, but I don't know. I just came from working with college students the past couple of years in ministry as a focus missionary. I left last year, but I was doing that the last couple of years and you'd be surprised the amount of women who, um, have a desire, right. To, to be a housewife and a a mom, but aren't sure how to cook or haven't really cleaned bathrooms before or don't know like how to have a good, um, yeah, like schedule to like take care of the space that they're in. And that takes like some some effort and some learning to do. So just just very practically, like tend the space that you live in, right? Keep it organized and tidy and beautiful and add those personal touches. Learn to clean a bathroom, learn to to cook some basic things, right? Like buy a cookbook and and just learn some basic meals um, so that you have those skills to be able to like nourish your family and and care for your home and and this might sound like maybe like traditional to some people they might be like what do you mean like just like cooking and cleaning like is that really your advice but i guess yeah my husband and i we we kind of tend toward a little bit more of those traditional roles in the family life and we've found that our home thrives because of it and when we both kind of take ownership of what comes naturally to us and for me that's Tending and nurturing and caring um, for our space and our meals and our like emotional well being—that's where our home really, really thrives. And then
1: the second that's...
2: one. Sorry, do you want to go ahead and? Oh no, up? I was just
1: going to say that that was just really beautifully said. In the beauty of femininity and masculinity, I think it's really beautiful to just kind of embrace those roles and like the the beauty of that. So I love that that is what you guys are implementing in your home.
0: Totally. And I think. I think you can make it very fun to like, you know, lean on kind of the things that you want to learn. And like, there's so many, so many things. I feel like a lot of people like view like a homemaker as like very boring or mundane work. And it's not necessarily that I've gotten into it so much more lately. And it's been so much fun to like learn how to make sourdough bread and just like different things like that, like fermented food, like find, find different things. It's always good to challenge yourself as well.
2: Totally. Totally. Yeah. And my second piece of advice is to build up your a daily prayer life, like a regular prayer routine. And this is because like your spiritual life and your relationship with God is your first priority. It's God first and then your spouse, right? Like God first and then your vocation. And while engagement and marriage um, are very important in this whole process of preparing for the sacrament and like the actual day of your wedding is very important your relationship with God is going to be that foundation that your spouse and you and your future family is going to thrive off of. Um, and it's important for both, both fiancés, both spouses, future spouses to be pouring themselves into their relationship with God. And I feel like our society today, we, we put engagement in marriage on a pedestal and it's not always bad. It is like, right. Like our vocation is what gets us to heaven. So it is uber important and so beautiful, but it's not your peak moment. Right. And I think, I think something I learned in my first year of marriage was that my husband couldn't fill the God-sized hole in my heart. And my husband was never going to fulfill all of my needs and desires and wants to the extent that the Lord can. And so that comes with a little bit of like a self-check when you first get married of like, what's going on? You know, like everything's supposed to be happy and perfect, but you can set yourself up for a little bit more success of like recognizing like the Lord is my number one. The Lord is my, my everything, my father, my provider, my friend, the, the person that, yeah, I lean on for everything first and foremost, and pouring into that relationship through daily prayer, through conversation with Jesus is going to set a foundation for you to be able to pour forth from your heart to your spouse and your family and the people that you welcome into your home.
0: That's that awesome. Is, that's like Mike jo- drop, like absolutely beautiful <laughs> that oh, I was spoken so well. And I totally agree with that. I think there is a lot of like marriage is kind of glorified and it is a very beautiful vocation, but it can kind of like throw off your expectations if you, or yet. Yeah, throw off reality when you have your expectations very high and you think that, you know, your spouse is going to fix everything because yeah. he, you know, he or she will not. So yeah, totally. Yeah.
2: And then just some practical registry things. I know you had asked like registry things. Um, mm-hmm. I would just say like, don't be afraid to put the big ticket items on there. I think a lot of the times we see people put like, you know all the little tea towels and different plastic spatulas and such and you need all those but you'd be surprised how much people are willing to give and and either going on like several people go in on it or some people just desire to give that big gift for you to start your life with your spouse so put those big ticket items on there you know get a kitchen get an instant pot get a bread maker if that's what you like to do get an espresso machine like those big things that will kind of help you kickstart your Yeah, your home, your kitchen, the things that you love. And then you can kind of like put together the little things once you start settling in, because you're not really going to know, like, oh, what am I going to put on this wall yet? Or what kind of pillow cover do I want? So those more specific decor items, I feel like just kind of more naturally come later.
0: Which makes total sense.
1: Yeah. So as a newly married couple, um, what would you say are some things that you would suggest they implement to give their house a very homey feel or very homey feel to the space that they're in? Uh, particularly, I guess, like if they're in a smaller space, um, like an apartment or something like that. Sure. Yeah.
2: I think in any space, photos make a huge difference. And that might be like, the like a given, but it it really does make a difference. And we've noticed it in the homes that we have been in. So our first home, we just recently moved from Nebraska to Colorado and, um, we left our first home in Nebraska. And the first thing we did was put up our gallery wall of our wedding. We had nine different photos of our wedding. And, um, that was the first thing we put up. Like we had a TV that was our first purchase and the gallery wall. And as we like put together our house and started buying like, you know, the furniture and, and putting it all together, like it started feeling homier before even all those things were there because it reminded us of like the purpose of it all, right? Like our marriage first and foremost, overall, like the other things. And now that we're in this new house, we actually haven't put up our gallery wall yet. And we moved like, I think almost five months ago or something like that. Time is really flying by and we have felt the difference. Like for so long, for months, we have said like, we do love our home, but why doesn't it feel like, like us yet? Like, why doesn't it feel homey? And like, don't get me wrong. Like we've got, like, we've got like four D at home DIY projects that have been started and are kind of all in different stages. <laughs> so it's like, we are personalizing it, but we really realized recently, we're like, you know what? We haven't put up any photos of ice of us yet. And that gallery wall of our wedding photos was so meaningful to us that we knew we had to put it back up again so i actually just bought new frames and it's mostly because i just wanted new frames and i didn't prioritize it and i just bought new frames last week and they're starting to come in and i'm so excited to put the pictures up of our wedding um yeah i think also just like from an emotional standpoint so much happens like in the midst of four walls and especially in like a newly married life like you have a lot to figure out and there is you know, there's love and there's frustration and there's growth and, and a lot of stretching that happens and being able to go around your home and like, like see your why is kind of that emotional reminder and kind of like that heart check of like, this is what I'm fighting for. You know, I'm fighting for my spouse. I'm fighting for my marriage. I'm fighting for our sanctity. So I think photos is, is my number one recommendation.
0: Well, I'm slightly biased. I don't know who Joe is too, but we totally agree with that as well. <laughs> so wholeheartedly,
2: right. we agree. You <laughs> could like, not have said a more perfect thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Shameless plug, but you know, no, no, I, we really, I do agree with that. I know it was a big difference whenever it took me a little while to print our wedding images. I'll be honest. And once I did, I was like, I love this so much it's such a beautiful like testament to like our love for each other like you said what we're striving for especially like the photos in church of us i like love having those and it's also like a beautiful thing for when people visit when family and friends visit they can see like how important our marriage is to us how much we love each other but also how important like our catholic faith is to us as well which is like super important to us so i love that
2: Yeah. And you'd said something too, or Joe had said something about like, you know, what if they have a smaller home or, or an apartment or something? And I'll just say something quick about that, but wherever you're at, it is a blessing and a gift. And that's where the Lord desires you to be in that moment. Um, and I need this reminder all the time. I think us as women, we're so we're, we're very much like forward thinkers and we need this reminder of like the Lord lives in the present moment. Okay. Let's remember that the Lord lives in the present moment. He doesn't live in the past. He doesn't live in the future. He doesn't live in comparison. And so yeah, starting with, with like, you know, this is a good place. This is a blessing. Like this is where we're at right now. And this is a beautiful place where my marriage is starting and flourishing and growing. And there are always ways to love your home in that moment and to invest in your home in that moment. So I wouldn't say like, wait for your dream home, you know, wait to do all this until you have your dream home. I would say, invest your time, your energy and your money into making your current home, your current house more into a home because it's a reflection of, of your family that lives there, you know, and that is worthy and good and important.
1: Mara, I feel like, I feel like the Holy spirit is speaking through you right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. It's just like on a very personal level, like there's just been a lot of like transitional talk and like, I don't know, I just, everything you just said really spoke to my heart right now. And I hope it speaks to the listeners too, but like very particularly, very personally, you spoke to me right then. So thank you for that. So glad. I'm Holy Spirit. This is what we're doing here, right?
0: <laughs> yes, I exactly.
1: Yes. You guys, we are so excited to share with you a photo and video package exclusively
0: for our Catholic Wedding Podcast listeners. With
1: Victoria on photo
0: and Joe on video, we have got you covered for the wedding day.
1: We'll be your prayer support during your planning
0: and your joyful team on wedding day itself. You can inquire with the link in the show notes. We'd love to meet you and document these precious moments as you start your family.
1: Okay. So something that like, I know that I personally struggle with this. So I like comparison is a thief of joy and I'm not trying to compare because I know that this is not a strength of mine, but like I see on Pinterest and I see on Instagram, like all these like really very aesthetically pleasing houses and homes. And I'm like, wow, I love this style. I love this vibe. I have no idea how to achieve that. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to home decor and that kind of thing, like what advice do you have for like either a couple or like a bride who maybe doesn't have very much experience with home decor or they're not maybe sure what their style is when it comes to those things. Yeah, totally. I think Pinterest is your greatest tool. And I know
2: that sometimes it can be overwhelming and you can just kind of get stuck in this like scroll aimlessly when you're just kind of like glazed eyes. Like I'm seeing all the things, but I don't know what to do with all the things, you know, but I use Pinterest all the time. And I even feel like at this point, like I've kind of honed down what I love and what my style is, but I still use it all the time for inspiration. So it's a great starting place to build your vision and like define the essence that you want your home to have. But yeah, don't have it be your end all be all. I think sometimes it can get frustrating and also like limiting if you just take one photo from Pinterest and try and copy and paste the exact thing right so I kind of use it to help me Define a color palette that I like or textures or patterns that I'm drawn to or the more that I pin certain things I start to realize like what era of home design like inspires me most so I would recommend there like start like if you go on Pinterest, and you start looking at things, don't try and look for like the big picture, like, oh, like this is what a living room looks like, or this is what my kitchen looks like. But like, as you're looking at the pictures, like, why is your, draw- your eye drawn to that? Is it warm colors? Is it because it's like exciting, loud patterns that like you wouldn't find in anybody else's house? Or is it like, do you like it? Cause it's understated because there's organic textures, you know? So like finding those little details that, that draw your eye to something will kind of help you start to define what you actually like and then from there you let your creativity soar and then you start honing in on your individual style and and in the end yeah you do want it to feel like your home not someone else's so pinterest is a great starting place um to kind of help you find that vision i think
1: that makes so much sense and i recently rebranded a like I don't know, maybe six to eight months ago. And we kind of had to do the same thing. Like we had to look up like, well, I had to look up like textures and colors and, you know, create a mood board, things that had nothing to do with weddings or photography or videography, but things like that, like, so that I could figure out, okay, what am I drawn to? What do I like? So I can, you know, the brand can kind of be designed around that. So I feel like it's, you create a mood board for, your home basically.
2: Yeah. And I remember when we first moved into this house, like I think like a month in, we were when we were kind of still feeling this like, or initially feeling this like, ah, like what are we missing here? Like, what do we, where do we start? Because sometimes, especially when you move into like out of an apartment, like into like a home, it can be overwhelming too because there's several rooms. And realistically, like you don't have the funds or time or energy to put it all together at the same time. Like mm-hmm. it takes time to to put together each room and to build out each room the way that you the way that you want and so having a mood board as we're calling it i think can be really helpful because then you have something to work off and if you want your house to be like cohesive that helps you keep that consistency like through each room and it doesn't mean like every room has to be all the exact same three colors but it kind of helps you have a starting point to the next one, be like, okay, like, what is my style? What is the vibe I'm going for? And you build off of that for, you know, room to room.
0: Yeah. I love how you said that too. Cause we, we bought a house, like the house that we live in right now, we had pretty much ever since we got married. And it is very overwhelming when you look at this big house and you're like, I don't know, I don't have like barely any furniture and I have barely any money to uh, fund this, but there's something really beautiful about like taking some time and to like lean into that, not feel like you need to furnish everything right now. You'd you really don't, you don't necessarily need to have all the rooms prepared for guests that you have that may visit eventually. Um, You can really take it over time. And I think that's beautiful because over time you start collecting things that maybe like end up being very, very meaningful to you that you don't don't have exactly when you're married, but you collect kind of along the way, which I think is really cool. Totally. I mean, like my house was like half empty, you know, mm-hmm. still and even our other house that
2: we were in for two years. When we moved out, we realized we're like, wow, we never really finished like two of the rooms upstairs, you know,
0: like mm-hmm. it all just takes time. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so obviously, like, as you mentioned before, like making your house into a home is like a lot more than just like home decor and the aesthetics of it. So uh, you've touched on a few of them. But what are some other ways you can really make, make your house into a home, whether that be through like, routines or traditions like that kind of stuff. Yeah. um I was gonna say
2: something about routines because that has helped me find so much peace and order to my home um specifically because like if I feel like I'm living an ordered life, then that can that can kind of flow into my home and how I'm running my home as well. Again, it kind of all comes back to like your interior life like if you're doing okay, your home's gonna be doing okay. And so mm-hmm. routines really help ground me morning and night, especially because they bookend my day. Um, so if, if I wake up in the morning and I like, am not disciplined and I'm, you know, sleeping in or I, I don't take care of myself or don't make myself a good breakfast or whatever. Like I skip part of my morning routine. Yeah. I usually like don't have the motivation to, you know, clean the kitchen later. Cause like, I'm already on a roll of like, not doing the things that I should be doing, you know, that day. Um, but for me personally, like having a good morning routine and a good night routine kind of like set me up for success. So for me, it looks like I wake up at six 30 in the morning, a good morning would be like not snoozing and not laying in bed for another 15, you know, to 20 minutes before I get out of bed, it would be like, okay, we're going to promptly rise. (laughs) Like if you need a couple minutes, take it, but let's get out of bed soon after the alarm goes off. Then I wash my face and do my skincare routine because it kind of wakes me up and it makes me feel like, okay, like I'm starting the day taking care of myself, gives me like a little bit of space to like clear my head and start to wake up my mind. And then I sit down and pray. And usually that's, you know, scripture or journaling or contemplative prayer or something like that. Um, And then after that, I have a good breakfast and that way I'm like nourishing like every part of me before I can sit down to do my work or home chores or meetings or whatever it is. Um, and then still kind of working on having a good night routine. I feel like that kind of rotates for me a little bit, but, um, yeah, that's kind of my thought on routines.
1: I appreciate that. I'm like, just gave a talk at youth group all about like scheduling out your day and making a routine. So Mm -hmm. I'm a fan of that. I like that a lot. And I like how you mentioned that you're like nourishing every, like, piece in part, like, your physical body, your spiritual body, your, like, emotional well-being, like, all of those things, and making sure that all of those are being served in your routines. Yeah. You so have a very, very well-balanced...
2: And traditions too, I think are are really sweet. And I think it can be a little bit hard at first when you're newly married, or if you're married young, we got married young, right out of college. And so we, we still spend like most of our holidays with our family and extended family and parents. And so we still kind of carry on traditions from our parents and what we had growing up, which is beautiful. But um, we've, we've had conversations in the first two years of marriage of like, what of our family's traditions, do we want to like bring into ours? And how do we want to make it our own? And even if it's starting small, or if it's like, kind of random and and new, and it might change over time, I think it just kind of, it just makes your life sweeter. It's like, wow, like we are building something. It's not just a materialistic thing that we have in this space. It's like, we're building a family,
0: Yeah, I think that's so beautiful. And I think traditions develop over time. Like this past Christmas time, we were, you know, it was uh, Gaudete Sunday and we put up our Christmas tree and we're like, that's what we're going to always do. Like, I love that tradition now, even though we just started that this past year. I'm like, this is going to be our tradition from now moving forward. And also my husband cut off the, uh, like the end of one of our Christmas trees, our first ever Christmas tree married and that's going to be one of the things that we do every year as well um, and just like kind of make an ornament out of it so that we have like little ornaments of like our Christmas trees from over the years like there's little things that build up over time and yeah like I think that's like the most beautiful part of a tradition is that it's not necessarily something you maybe there are a few things that you know maybe cultural or spiritual traditions that you're like I definitely want to do this that's totally fine but part of it is like part of the fun of it is like deciding together and really coming up with these things like over time. So,
1: I didn't realize that you did that, Victoria. That's yeah. really really cute. Yeah. I love that. Um Okay, so w- Mari, do you have any like resources or like YouTube or social media accounts or books even that you might suggest to um people who are looking to dive, like do deep dives into this stuff. I mean, obviously they should follow you, but who else?
2: (laughs) You're so sweet. Um, I mean, I did just launch a little freebie guide, which could help you kickstart your journey. It's called from house to home and you can find it on our website, westcoastcatholic.co in the free download section. Um, but in terms of other resources besides me, Um, I know that there is a Catholic book. I've skimmed it. I haven't like deeply read it, but I have it in my house because it's beautiful and it's called theology of the home. And I think they have several different volumes of it. I only have the first one. I think they have three now, but that would be a beautiful book to dive into. If you just want to learn more about kind of like the marriage of making a home and, um, also like like faith and theology and kind of like how to merge that and have it show through your your style and your decor and your hosting and all, and all that kind of stuff. And then I don't do a lot of YouTube. I, I do watch uh, Fixer Upper and what's the Studio McGee one, the Dream Home Makeover. I love those home shows because they give me a lot of inspiration on um, kind of how to customize our home. Like we, the past few homes we've had are new builds And we like those because it's kind of a blank canvas and it's while newborn new build homes, like sure are a little bit more expensive than like old homes. I think when it comes to customizing your home, you kind of get a better deal because you start from scratch, whether it's like we've bought an old home, we'd have to like demo a lot of stuff to like be able to, to add on new customizations. So those always give me a lot of inspiration of like the home DIY projects that we can do to kind of customize and update our home. Um, yeah, but then, then you have
1: yeah. demo day, like Chip does. Oh, I know. I know. Which always does look fun, but I'm like, that also looks like a mess. so much cleanup, cleanup, so much cleanup work. <laughs> exactly. Oh my
2: gosh, so much cleanup. Where I'm like, I just rather not. Um, yeah, so those always inspire me, and and like I said, we have a few DIY projects going on in the house, and sometimes we're a little bit in
1: over our head, but but it's okay. <laughs> have you so. heard of um, Natalie Bennett? No, I haven't. She's on YouTube. I found her a couple of years ago and she does like a lot of like homemaking things and it's like very relaxed, very like low key. She just has like a very calming presence. Um, I, she's Christian. Um, and she like gardens and stuff too. So I, I know I asked you the question, but she just popped into my yeah, head. So no, I, I love that. Yeah. Her you too, guys but she's awesome. Heard.
0: Yeah, I was gonna Definitely. say two two YouTube channels that I like are Farmhouse on the Boon and Whispering Willow Farms. They're they both are really good, especially if you want to get into sourdough. That's kind of my main <laughs> place to go for like advice with that kind of stuff. But they do other stuff too, but that I really like the videos that they have. Yeah. Like,
1: that's it's awesome. It's funny you mentioned farms. I we live in a very like suburban neighborhood. So like not any remotely farm looking place, <laughs> but I am like fervently trying to convince my husband that we need a chicken, <laughs> or, need a chicken or two don't sure. just get one though get a couple <laughs> yeah. a couple
2: yeah my in-laws have chickens and I never even like thought about having my own chickens before I met Trey and met my in-law family and all that but it is so nice to have those farm fresh eggs coming in every day they've got like 15 to 20 chickens so there's a lot of eggs
0: yeah that's <laughs> oh my awesome. gosh
1: and I eat eggs like I have, whatever, I'm a millennial. So I have my avocado toast with an egg almost every morning for <laughs> breakfast. So I would love to have fresh eggs.
2: And the the cost of eggs, you know, has been <laughs> kind of crazy. So yes, yeah,
0: get, get a chicken. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, okay, so the last question we kind of want to ask is something that we ask all of our guests on the Catholic Wedding Podcast, but what is one piece of advice you would give to a newly engaged couple?
2: I love this question. I love this question so much. And I think I would say that, um, yeah, let go of the expectation of how things should be. And I say that because that's something that was like my biggest learning curve when I was engaged. Um, because like I said before, I think the season of engagement, especially engagement, not just marriage, but engagement is super over romanticized. And this is coming from a hopeless romantic herself. Like (laughs) I love love. Okay. I love love. I love like couples, engagements, weddings, like the whole idea of it all. It is beautiful. I'm all for it, but I did struggle during engagement because I kept finding myself saying to myself, like, this isn't how it should be. Like I didn't, I didn't expect it to be this hard. And that's just because there's a lot of stretching that happens during that time with families adjusting to you, getting married and planning the details of the wedding can be stressful. Like whether you like it or not, it's a huge task that you're doing and budgeting and financial conversations, you know, can bring a lot of tension. And then emotionally too, you're, you're learning, you know, natural family planning, some sort of, um, Method, you know, for that and and marriage prep and talking about like big conversations that are going to affect your life when you guys, you know, you two become one. And so it can all be very emotionally taxing. And while it is a super joy-filled time, and I do hope and pray that there is a lot of peace and celebration throughout it all. They're totally going to be moments where someone is upset, whether it's you or your fiance or your mom or your sister, your friend, you know, um, someone couldn't make it to the bachelorette party or your mother-in-law and your mom have differing opinions on, you know, what something should be for your wedding and, and you're going to be tired and stressed and maybe nervous. And yeah, you might think to yourself, like, I didn't think it would be this way. Like this isn't supposed to be this way because we're comparing it to, Like your classic chick flick movie where the girl gets a ring on her finger and like cue the music and you've got all your best friends and they're helping you prep everything and your mom's like spinning you around and your dad is so happy to let go of his little girl. Like, no, that doesn't, that's not real life, you know, like messy or not messy. Life is messy and emotional and beautiful. Right. And so like engagement isn't going to be any different than your regular life because it's just a new phase of your life. It doesn't become this like all of a sudden perfect segment movie moment, right? It's like just a continuation of what your life has been like in a new season. That is really beautiful, but but yeah, just like letting go of any expectation of how things should be because however they are is how the Lord wills it.
1: Yeah. I appreciate that. My dad always... Growing up, would say like when we would go on family vacation or something, he would say like we don't have any expectations, but we have a sense of expectancy. <laughs> like something is going to happen, we're expecting something to happen, but like we're not going to set any expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. So, so I appreciate that you said that, and I appreciate that you're like very honest and real about what engage the time of engagement can be like because I think sometimes yeah. we do get very sucked into romanticizing all of it. Yeah. So. Well, Mari, where can people find you if they want to reach out or see what you do? I know you mentioned you're a Catholic content creator. So yeah, where can people find you?
2: Yeah. You can find me on Instagram. My account is at West Coast Catholic, and my business account is at shop.wcc. So if you're looking for kind of like the Catholic lifestyle shop where we have all of our products, our rosaries, our jewelry, the home goods, all that stuff, you'll find it on shop.wcc and you can actually shop it on our website, westcoastcatholic.co.
0: And their stuff is so beautiful. Like all of the stuff that you have is just so lovely and you have like the Eden set too for like the bride and grooms and everything like oh, yeah. yeah you have so much so definitely check out her website if you haven't already because it's just I love the aesthetic so <laughs> it's thank beautiful. you I'm so glad
1: you <laughs> yeah. might draw some inspiration from it for your home
0: <laughs> right
1: I hope that you do yeah <laughs> Well, Mari, thank you so much for coming on today's episode. We really appreciate all of your insight, your expertise, and just everything that you've shared. Uh, If you guys have any questions about today's episode, you can reach out to us at Catholic Wedding Podcast on Instagram uh, or at gmail.com. If you haven't done so already, you can join the Facebook group, The Catholic Bride, where a bunch of brides get together and talk all things wedding and ask each other questions, ask for advice. And there's a handful of wedding vendors in there, too, who are happy to help you and assist. Uh, Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you in the next episode.
0: Bye, guys. God bless.